We are back yet again on the Thick Mending Podcast, and after a brief hiatus, we have many, many things to discuss, most of which revolve around the most important position on the football field, that of the quarterback. Starting things off in the great city of New York, for once, we will not be talking about the lowly New York Giants. We will be talking about the lowlier New York Jets. And we all know the news. Zach Wilson hooked up with his mom's friend, possibly his ex-girlfriend's mother. It's unclear on that at this particular time. Do not correct me if I'm wrong, Tristan. (laughs) You are wrong. The reaction his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend got with this news was not the one she was expecting. I imagine she put that out there like, oh, everyone's going to make fun of Zach Wilson. What a scumbag. What a clown. What a stooge. Exact opposite. That man has that dog in him. And that was the consensus of the entire internet. Plenty of marquee NFL players tweet out their support of the young man. And if I'm on the Jets right now, I've got a big smile on my face because this is the mentality you need for a championship level quarterback to have. He is clearly the franchise guy now. That has got to boost them around the building. That has got to show this man is fearless. He's willing to take risks. He will perform under pressure and he will get the job done. Now, a few weeks ago, I said that the Jets would win three games, top I won and lose 13. And I'm going to amend that. The Jets are going to win close games this year. I don't care it's a young team. I don't care where Wilson's inexperience went to BYU. He's got plenty of experience where it matters, okay? The Jets are going to win at bare minimum seven games. Still not be a playoff team, but they are going to be in plenty of dogfights, and they are going to win quite a few of those dogfights. I'm a big Zach Wilson fan. That man rocks, and I am very envious of him. Tristan, tell me. Your thoughts on the young legend? I don't have a lot of takeaways from the situation. I don't have a lot to add. I think everything has been said about it. Isaiah mentioned dog a lot in that conversation, but D A W G, <laughs> by the way. The <laughs> the only takeaway I have from it is I don't know what she was expecting to get out of it when she leaked that he slept with his mom's best friend. He she didn't accuse him of cheating. She didn't accuse of him of sleeping with a married woman. We don't know if this best friend of his mom was married we don't know if she was cheating on her husband not looking it up (laughs) well no i did look it up as in like it hasn't been released come on isaiah use your brain a little bit i'm not looking up man i did not go in you don't need to look it up you could find this woman's name and find (laughs) out she was married if you really wanted to it's she may have a lot the of best friends. Is a powerful resource. Get anyway, she didn't. Me. She didn't expose anything that he technically did wrong. I don't know what she was expecting to get out of it. The only thing she got out of was having to delete her Instagram because she was getting clowned on so much. So that's an L for her. And so the only snakes games. in the situation are. Her and the best friend Dax, who she's now dating. So how many more games do you think the Jets are going to win than the Giants this year? Give me an honest projection as a Giants fan. Considering they are in the AFC East, and we're going to get super analytical and technical with this answer, I don't think the Jets are going to win a game. He doesn't have that dog in him. Wow. Okay, well, we know who's the South. Maybe he slept with your mom, too. Now, on to a much more relevant team in a more relevant market and a more relevant but much worse division, the NFC East and Dak Prescott. Now, a brother of Christ of mine has been making these bold claims that Dak Prescott's a top-five quarterback. People are releasing their top-ten list, and Dak is on a few of them. And the people who are saying he's a top-five quarterback, they are fighting their demons, and they are losing badly. Dak Prescott is not a top-five quarterback, and I do not believe he is a top-ten quarterback. I think you could realistically make... Make an argument for 12 guys you can have above. And 
It's not going to be a big debate on everyone. I'll just name five guys. I don't think any of us are going to dispute. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert. And you can say, oh, Herbert hasn't been in the playoffs yet. I would rather no playoffs whatsoever, complete mystery, than what Dak showed us last year. Any issue with those five, Tristan? Well, when it comes to ranking quarterbacks in general, I think way too often people rank their favorite team's quarterback or their favorite team's player way higher than they actually should be ranked. And in this discussion, luckily, I am a fan of a team that has a very bad quarterback. So I will remain completely objective in this discussion. And with the guys Isaiah just named, I agree with all all three of them. Dak is nowhere near a top five quarterback in the NFL. Patrick Holmes, Tom Brady, they have the pedigree. They've been there, done that before. Josh Allen, I think we've seen after every season he's been in the NFL, he's only gotten better every single year. Maybe the best quarterback in the NFL at this point. Aaron Rodgers just won an MVP. And with Justin Herbert, along with what Isaiah said, I think he's so talented with what he's done up to this point. The throws he's able to make most passing yards through the two seasons most passing touchdowns through two seasons he has done more than Dak has done at any point in his career and if you say oh Dak won a rookie won a rookie of the year his rookie year he was on the best team in the NFL as from a talent perspective best offensive line had a good defense I think they won 13 games if Romo was on that team they would have been to the Super Bowl so that's all I got to say about the top five that we've listed up to this point I think also Bears mentioned that Ezekiel definitely should have won that award instead of Dak Prescott, for being 100% honest. Next up, we've got the two quarterbacks who just played in the Super Bowl, Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow. I'm looking at Stafford, first season in a real offense, better numbers, more touchdowns, more yards, I believe. Elevated his game in the postseason, threw a massive pass late in the Super Bowl, won his team the game, big pass against the Buccaneers in the playoffs, elevated his game even further in the playoffs. And you compare that to what Dak Prescott did, who got worse in the playoffs and got clowned on by the 49ers, it's night and day. Then you look at Joe Burrow, took a miserable team from last season with Jamar Chase and went on a run, really caught fire late in the year, beat the Chiefs in the regular season, went to the playoffs, beat the Raiders, beat the Chiefs again. It was just a massacre in the postseason. Eventually lost Super Bowl because his team can't block for anything, but ultimately, I would much rather have Burrow. He put up better numbers in some areas, worse than others, but still, he is a young quarterback who elevated his team, got him to the Super Bowl. Can Dak Prescott say that? No. He's got a better roster around him and still fell short. Well, when you take a look at what Dak has done over the course of his career, he's been very dominant in the NFC East, a horrible conference, has a phenomenal record against them. But then when you take a look at what he does against winning teams, he's 8-17 and 17 over the course of his career against teams above 500. That is not good. And then when you take a look at someone like Joe Burrow, he, even in his rookie season when he tore his ACL, he looked very productive. He looked capable of winning games. He was still in a very bad, not-so-great Bengals roster at the the time and then once they added a few more pieces he came back from his knee injury they have a phenomenal supporting cast as far as offensive weapons go he goes to the Super Bowl and then we take a look at Matt Stafford of course he spent a lot of years losing with the Lions but once he got a competent coach a very good roster he went and won the Super Bowl so there's no question that I think any objective coach and objective fan would rather have Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow heading into the 2022 season. Very well said. Next up, one of my favorite quarterbacks, one of your favorite quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson. And people love to discount Lamar because he's not the world-class thrower. He's not one of the three best passing quarterbacks in the NFL. He is a one-of-a-kind athlete. He's the best runner of the football at that position we have ever seen. If you include rushing yards in his total yards, he had more yards per game than Dak Prescott. He dragged an injury-riddled roster to a winning record when he was playing. His team was rad 
ravaged by knee injuries. He lost most of his backfield before the season even started. Yeah, he still got the Ravens wins in a very tough AFC North. Lamar Jackson is an elite quarterback. He should be in everybody's top 10, and it's clearly above Dak Prescott. Well, most recently, we've had the Lamar Jackson slander kind of come to a front again because of the Bernard Pollard comments, and then Lamar Jackson responding to him. And I am so sick and tired of the not top 10 quarterback slander. I'm I'm sick and tired of him saying he's one of the 10 most talented players in the NFL, but he's not a top 10 quarterback because that makes absolutely no sense. Part of playing the quarterback position is running the ball if you need to and making plays with your feet. It's not just throwing the ball from the pocket. If you're making a list of the top 10 pocket quarterbacks in the NFL, then yeah, sure, he wouldn't be on that list, but he's a quarterback. He can throw the ball efficiently. He won an MVP throwing for 3,100 yards, 36 touchdowns, had like a 64% completion percentage, something to that effect. So he's competent at that and probably the best to ever do it running the football. So the fact that people take him and move him down their list because of his deficiencies passing from the pocket is absolutely ridiculous to me. No one in their right mind moves Tom Brady off of their list or down on their list because he's a statue in the pocket. No one moved Peyton Manning down their list because he a toddler could run faster than him. No one does that. So I don't get why we do this with Lamar Jackson and move the goalposts when he's the best to ever do it in one aspect of playing the quarterback position and may just be average to above average in another aspect. And all of a sudden, he's not a top 10 quarterback. So many teams would love to have him on the roster. And the Cowboys are one of those teams. Maybe they won't come out and say it, but if you offered them a Lamar Jackson or Dak Prescott trade one-on-one, they would certainly take it. Next up, speaking of someone who was available for trade recently, I'm going to say Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Now, if you want to argue, oh, terrible person, not going to play, whatever, I will be right there with you. He should get suspended for a year. But on paper, Deshaun Watson is better than Dak Prescott. He puts up better numbers with a worse organization and look, the injury stuff he had early in his career, a little bit worrying. The off-the-field stuff, very worrying. But if I had to choose a quarterback to play in the game to save my life it would be Deshaun Watson well over Dak Prescott. Without question, of course, you take Deshaun Watson without the legal issues, but I kind of even took him off of the list because of the legal situation and the fact that he may not play this season. And I think that's also where you slide in Russell Wilson. I think for 2022, most teams would rather have Russell Wilson over Dak Prescott. I certainly would, even though I'm also not the biggest fan of Dak Prescott. So I would also slide him in there above Dak. I'd say better pocket presence, more accurate with the ball, nine times out of ten, better escape artist. Was shackled by being in a peak Carroll offense, which for some reason loved running the ball, even though they had Russell Wilson on their team. Put up worse numbers than Dak Prescott last year, but had about a billion fewer attempts. So you can definitely mention that. I think most teams would rather have Russell Wilson. I think he's a better quarterback and will certainly produce better on the Broncos than Dak will next year. Then you've got Kyler Murray, and the issue with Kyler Murray keeps breaking down. By the end of the season he's always battling through some sort of injury when he's healthy he is an mvp candidate he will be a perennial mvp candidate if he can sort his health out and we are assuming all these guys are on the field and playing with this list so kyler murray better runner more accurate maybe not as big an arm but still a very talented passer so i actually left him off of my top 10 he's one i kind of missed or i i could see the argument for dak over him because of his health and inability to perform in the second half of the season. Now, like you said, I do think he's extremely talented. I think he's more talented than Dak Prescott. He's a better passer than Dak Prescott. He's better moving outside of the pocket than Dak Prescott when he is healthy. I just don't trust his ability to stay healthy and win games with Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals offense late in the year and also into the playoffs. The Cliff Kingsbury issue is a very valid issue. And finally, I'm going to mention Derek Carr. And he threw way fewer touchdown passes than Dak Prescott. Other than that, no 
numbers are similar, incredibly clutch, led a bunch of game-winning drives with worse receiving talent around him. When the world was falling apart in Las Vegas last season, he was still performing game in and game out. He is the only reason that team didn't win four games. With the worst situation, he got his team to the playoffs, and he did have that back-breaking interception against the Bengals, whose defense kind of came alive in the postseason. But I would still take him over Dak Prescott. Well, this is the one... Cowboys fans really need to cope with and understand that Derek Carr just is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Carr went to the playoffs with the Raiders last season in a conference that was I'd say more difficult than the NFC while missing the best player on his offense in Darren Waller, I think five or six games last year, lost the number one receiver, lost your head coach during the season, yet still managed to get his team to the playoffs. Derek Carr, year after year, the media tries to float, to float out trade rumors that the Raiders are going to move off of him. When Kyler Murray was coming to the draft, there was rumors he was going to get moved for him. Every year, it seems like they're trying to push the narrative he's going to get kicked out, yet he continuously outperforms expectations and does better in 2022 he is going to have one of the best offensive weapons supporting casts he's ever had one of the best in the nfl next season so i think he's going to put up big numbers and show just why he should be considered by all by everyone by everyone in the media all fans that he is a top 10 quarterback in the nfl we have now reached 12 guys and the kyler murray and deshaun watson issues health and availability are there i believe we're at 12 correct me if i'm wrong but yes we were able to name all these players who are clearly better than Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott stuffs the chat, stuffs the chat, stuffs the stat sheet, but does not perform in the postseason. I wouldn't trust him to lead a game-winning drive and is surrounded by talent. He's had great receivers year in and out. He's had one of the best O lines, which is gradually going downhill. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does with a worse receiving core, no Amari Cooper, and a weaker O line. I think it will finally become apparent to some people. He is certainly not top five and probably not a top 10 quarterback in the 2022 season. Granted, if he stays healthy and a bunch of the other guys get hurt, he wins by default. So good for him if he does. Shifting to somewhere where Dak Prescott is a top 10 quarterback, let's talk a little bit about fantasy football. And we've got two fantasy topics to discuss today. And I'm going to lead off with discussing a rather unfortunate inevitability for some of us. We're all familiar with the rewards of winning your fantasy league. Oh, there's a cash pool, you get a trophy, X, Y, and Z. But I want to talk about something else. I want to talk about the punishments for losing your fantasy league. And I've went online, I've done some research, I've come up with a few of my own. And some of you people are flat out evil. I've seen some wild things introduced a due to folks who lose their fantasy leagues if you're familiar with a cage where you lock someone in a dog cage and pelt them with eggs flour syrup and whatnot that is borderline eighth amendment cruel and unusual punishment so we're not going to go that extreme we're going to introduce some good ideas which maybe you can use in your upcoming leagues first things first the classic 24 hours in a waffle house you get one hour off for every waffle you eat and this is not a punishment for someone like me or someone like tristan we say bring me 24 waffles i'll be out here in 30 minutes <laughs> But for the average Joe who's not a thick man, who is not a meaty boy, who is incapable of putting things down, it could be an issue. What do you got, Tristan? <laughs> I would actually almost look forward to that one exactly. to see if it, how fast I could get out of there. I want a few sides with my waffles. Give me some sausages and some eggs. Now, this is one that I found online that has happened before that gave me a chuckle. Apparently, this group of people, there's uh, wine nights, wine painting nights, and the loser of their draft had to go to those wine painting nights where you have to paint in front of other people and then show the painting at the end. So instead of painting whatever the subject is or whatever they're supposed to paint based on the teacher, you have to draw a massive dick and then prevent, <laughs> present it to the rest of the class. <laughs> 
on the way to appreciate that. Which I think is a very good punishment, and I, I laughed when I read that one. <laughs> so are you guys going to take your word that your friends are doing this, or like, are you going there to attend? No, I think get... you go to attend and watch it, watch it so go the per- down. So the people there are going to wonder, okay, why do we suddenly have 12 spectators? <laughs> <laughs> Might blow your cover a little bit. <laughs> Alright, next up, another one I got. Bit of a classic, but I'm a big fan. The ESPN body issue recreated. Now, if you're playing fantasy football, odds are you are no Adonis. You do not look too good with your shirt off. You look even worse with your pants off. If you lose your fantasy league, this uh, punishment is you recreate an ESPN body edition calendar, but with your pale, pasty, unathletic physique. <laughs> and Tristan and I are both very good with Photoshop, so we could have a little bit of fun. Let's get the logo behind, get the lighting right, get some cinematography there. Adrian, be a joy to witness <laughs> it would def- especially with the types of people we are friends with the size of people that we're friends with there's potential for uh some interesting uh, uh there's plenty pictures. of stuff which can be used to cover <laughs> things up i'll put it that way and all right so i found I'm going super unique with the ones that I found. I found this other one online where this group of people, whoever lost the their fantasy league, had to go try out for the G League Phoenix Suns. They had to go to the weekend tryouts. They paid for his entry, made fake posters, and they went there and cheered him on through all of the drills in the entire tryout. Now, that is something... <laughs> That if we, if there was a Greensboro Swarm tryout, <laughs> I would love to see Isaiah participate. Give Michael in Jordan an attendance for that one. Goodness. <laughs> so, is that like just a question? Was that just doing the little through cones, shooting and whatnot? Or did they actually have five on five runs? Because if <laughs> they had a five on five run with some five foot six white dude from Wisconsin, oh, <laughs> against people actually trying to make the. <laughs> Uh, That'd be rough. Now, there was one thrown around online. Make your friend run a marathon. I perverted that a little bit. You know those Tough mutter obstacle course races? Yeah. Where you have to climb over stuff, throw yourself in dirty water. You have to do that shirtless and short shorts. This is one you're making up or one this you found? One, no, this is one I'm making up. It's a bit of a twist on the marathon one. Uh, 5K or 10K, I'm not picky. Probably a 5K because I don't want to be vindictive. But short shorts, no shirt. You are throwing yourself through the mud. You are squeezing through these pipes. You are having to display upper body strength you probably don't even have. And it's just a hilarious watch for the folks at home. <laughs> Do you want any more of the ones I've found that give uh, me a Hit me with a few more. I've got one more, which I'm... I made up. Or I also sure made people, one up. I've got one I've made up, which I'm pretty sure some people have actually done, but I did not see it listed online. Hit, hit me with a few of yours. All right. So there's another one. The loser of the league has to donate their sperm, and they have to check the box that says can contact when the child turns 18. I, th- I think that's a, a great option. And then there's another one which is more tame compared to the other ones I've named, but I thought it was actually cool and one that you I'd mean, want to implement. mean there's one more tame than that? I don't know. That last one was pretty vanilla, Tristan. <laughs> Hey, we're making babies out here. And last place has to put up a fat head on their wall of whatever the winner of the league decides. It can be anything. Has to go up on their wall in their house for an entire year. Good. Now, I feel like you could circumvent that one a little. I just stuff a fat head in my closet in the back. No, it has to go on the wall. That's the rule. Okay, but like I've got a lot. I'm sure you've got multiple rooms. If you do that in a studio apartment, that's an issue. But if you have an actual house, there's ways around that. They have an example what if the, of like the you'd... first place gets to pick where too. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I'm sure the significant other, others of the world would truly appreciate that. <laughs> what else do you got? 
Uh, yes, I've got one. You have to purchase an anime body pillow of the character of the winner of the league's choice. I'm not too familiar, but I'm sure some people are very familiar with this type of content. And you have to go on a dinner date with it out in public at a restaurant <laughs> and talk to it like it is a normal person. Your friends will be accompanying you at an adjacent booth. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you get I, on a registry if you try that one. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> that one's I, pretty good. You gotta admit. <laughs> yeah, I, I also saw that one, and now one that I made up is: you all know those preachers that are on campus that kind of make no sense, that yell and scream at people passing by. You're going to hell, Tristan. You know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking uh, about. I go to a small school, so no, I don't like. But it you've seen concept. the videos, right? Yeah. So what you have to do is you have to go to a major campus and basically be that type of person and that type of preacher. You got to go to NC State. You got you got to go to a Clemson. You got to go to a where there's a lot of people passing by during the school semester, and you got to do that for you know until the university asks you to leave or until uh, maybe we set a time limit on it. So can I pick the religion or does it have to be like Christianity? Because I would love to do that for Scientology. It could be anything, I All guess. Right, I- that's not really a punishment. Gigo yelled at some college kids. God bless that. I'd love to do that. Hey, <laughs> that you're going to hell, but if nightmare. you buy my five-step program, guess what, pal? You are good to go. See, you wouldn't be loud enough. Like, you just be quietly, hey, hey, would you like to hear about my... you just be doing that. They won't ever kick you off. You got to be loud, aggressive, and obnoxious. Uh, <laughs> it's not a right punishment. That would be my worst nightmare, I think. I'd love to do that. That is comparable to Waffle House for me. But finally, one more topic. We may not land on this one too long. Tristan, what are the merits of a 32-team fantasy football league? Please explain that to the class. I think it shows a lot of depth and knowledge of the deep rosters we have in the NFL. Maybe you're drafting some guys from the practice squad. Maybe you're hoping Julian Edelman comes out of retirement. Maybe you're hoping that your favorite player comes out of retirement. That way they can save your fantasy football season. I think it shows the knowledge of the game, Isaiah. Has nothing to do with luck. You got to make some big trades. You got you to scour the waiver wire. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So would you say a 10 or a 12 team league has much more to do with luck? I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> I've never so- played <laughs> A 10 or 12 team league is more skill expressive is what you're saying. You'd be willing to say it's unknown. Would you say a 10 or a 12 team league is dependent on luck? I think fantasy football in general is dependent on luck to but a large degree. It is also to a certain extent uh, dependent on skill. Would you agree with that? No. You wouldn't. You know where I'm going with this. Yes. 11th place. Personally, I cannot imagine myself actively participating in a 32-team fantasy league, which is why I have joined our good pal Robert's 32-team fantasy league to experience what life is like on the other side. I'm sure there are plenty of normal people and there are plenty of nice, well-groomed people, but then there are guys like Tristan over here with an unshaved face, unwashed hands, unwiped ass, who just have too much time to spend grinding out the fantasy football. Worse than him, even. Like, people with no skincare routines, people with poor social, people who don't have NFL Red Zone, but still watch every touchdown from every single game because they got 12 TVs and two laptops set up and are just going back and forth and back and forth like a spastic parrot every single week. I think you're overestimating the demographics of our fantasy league. <laughs> you got to be an interesting cat to join a 32 uh, player league. You got to be a real interesting cat to do well. And me personally, I'm just going to display my skill, draft, and make one move throughout the year. That one move when Tim Tebow announces he's coming out of retirement again will be add Tebow to my roster. 
Because okay. unfortunately, I already checked. He was not available to get drafted. Well, we do know that I'm going. my team's going to wind up doing better than yours. Tristan, I don't know if uh, I should be the one to tell you, but in the two fantasy football leagues I've been in with you, your team has not done well. I'll be frank. It is not. The one good. last year didn't count because I didn't pay attention to well, that the, league. Because I had, I had more important leagues. The one in high school also leagues. didn't. Yeah, the, I had more important leagues. Sure, buddy. The one in high school also... Uh, <laughs> I'm more important fast leagues. Ooh, <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a full time. This is a full time fantasy football commissioner. You are seeing right over there. I hope you orientate the cameras in the right. I'm pointing at you one way or the other. I'm getting you with one of these fingers, and we we'll point full time fantasy football commissioner right here. <laughs> you are the face of fantasy football, Tristan. Smile. All right. That has been the podcast. A lot was talked about. Not much was said. I hope you folks have a wonderful week, and we will see you in the next video.